The views and opinions on this show do not necessarily reflect the views of ESPN Tucson 1490 and 104.9 FM or the Arizona Lotus Corporation. Got car trouble? Now's the time to talk with Jerry on the Simmons Car Care Shop Talk Show. Call in now at 719-1490. Well, if you're one of the millions who own one of them gas-drinking, piston clanking, air-polluting, smoke-belching, four-wheeled buggies from Detroit City, then pay attention. I'm about to sing your song, son. Welcome back to the second hour of the Simmons Car Care Show. I'm Jerry Simmons, your host, and this is on ESPNTucson.com and 7-1490 a.m. No longer on 104.9, but it's on 1490 a.m. And we're talking shop this morning. We're talking about automotive. We The first hour, I, oh, I'm Jerry Simmons, your host. <laughs> And my buddy Jim Mooney from Frontier Towing is my co-host, Mr. Super Safe Saturday. All right, Jim, are you back with me? I'm here. Still here today, Jerry. You're still here? Oh, that's that's so wonderful to hear. (laughs) I'm I'm still here. We're we're still locking it down. All right. Now, the first hour, we covered stuff like uh, diesels, uh, covered a lot of information on diesels, things you need to do to kind of stay safe with diesels. Um, The other issue that I wanted to cover, and this is more of a public awareness thing that I it happened to me yesterday. Actually, it's it's a three-day process. And I wanted to put it out there because... You know, originally I'm, I misstated some. I said over three billion. No, over a billion in 2022. Now that's a 22, 2022 number. One billion dollars plus that was stolen on fraud scams in 2022. All right. What happened is this, this was a new scam that was quite believable, believe it or not. I got a um, email from LifeLock Norton, who is like a, a lot of people have it to keep it identity theft and stuff like this. And it said uh, the email said uh, they spotted something on the dark web they needed me to verify. After an hour and a half, the request changed. I called Norton or LifeLock, and I used my number from six years prior to call them in Phoenix, and I get the number up there. And then, of course, you get a a recording, and they give you a bunch of numbers to select. And the first number on that thing 
was push number one if you want to verify uh, your dark web account, okay? Well, I don't call them all the time. I didn't know that this wasn't for real. People, they had hacked. This is, I'm trying to cut this thing down because it's quite, quite lengthy. But I'm not going to cut it down without giving you a bunch of phone numbers to watch out for. But Norton was hacked on 12-3 of 22, according to the information. Now, that's one month. On 1-1 of 23, I get a notification from Chase Bank that says, uh, did you go into Walmart on 1-1 of 23 and purchase $65.71 worth of merchandise and put it on a credit card? No, I don't. I don't use a credit card buy anything anymore. I, plus, I was sick. I never even got. I never even left the house on one one twenty three. I was taking care of a bad cold. Well, Chase took care of that one. They stopped it, and of course, ten days later, I get a new credit card, and that was fine. All right. So now, I get into a. You want to check your uh, dark web. But I couldn't get my password to go through. And so what do you normally do when you, you say, okay, well, maybe I'm wrong on my password. Well, I had it written down. And it worked before. Why won't it work now? Well, they put me from, from the Phoenix using my phone number that I called LifeLock in Phoenix. From my phone number, I get this recording, and it sounds absolutely normal. I said, okay. So we went into this. Uh, I was transferred to a guy in uh, India that couldn't speak English, and you know how I talk. I, I'm very slow. I'm from the South. And they were rattling stuff off, and I said, guy, you're going to have to get somebody that speaks English. I can't understand a word you're saying. Well, uh, three three people later, two of them had the same voice. Uh, but the third one wasn't much better, except that he was a little more experienced, okay? And he said, let me spell it for you. He'd spell it. Okay, fine. Long story short, after going through all this crap, they said, we think that you have a problem with your Internet system and that we can't, that's the reason we're not having as good of a uh, uh, connection. Uh, okay. He said, I want you to go to a CVS or a Walmart or a dollar store. And I said, well, there's one about six miles away. He said, I want you to drive down there, leave the phone on, just drive down there, and let me know when you pull in the parking lot. So I got in the parking lot, and sure enough, like a good little boy, I let him know. But the red flags were already coming. And they said, okay, I want you to go in. I want you to go to the card counter and buy, this was it, buy two $200 gift cards, and we'll need your debit card to verify the numbers. And I said, you know, that's pretty cool. If you were lifelock, you'd already have all this stuff. And I won't tell you what the conversation switched to at that point. Uh, I think my head come apart. Um but I am tickled to death that I actually switched my credit cards and debit cards to Chase only because I found out that Norton 
like I said, had been hacked on 12-3 of 23-22, and I already was hit on a credit card. So now I'm saying, well, if I can't go to LifeLock, I mean, how do I get a hold of LifeLock? I, I got on Google. I verified that, yes, they're still there. Yes, the phone number that I was using was correct. I didn't know that that these hackers were smart enough, and that's on me, that they could actually change the website, I mean, that you can go to, and they actually can hack the website, and they can put their own phone system in there to sound exactly like the one that I was used to using at LifeLock. So now I'm at kind of a loss because I don't know how to get a hold of LifeLock. However, after careful research on all of this mess, um, let's see, where am I at here? I did find an address on uh, LifeLock in Tempe, Arizona. It verified what I had six years prior. I did verify that the phone number is the exact same one that I had five years ago, six years ago. And so now I'm kind of at a loss on how to even report this stuff. So anybody out there that will have information on this after I get through with my little spill here, then I am more willing to entertain that. The phone numbers that were used in this was, and I found this out because they were changing without me dialing them, but they were showing up on my phone, okay? 727-325-5079. That was one. The other one is eight. You might be writing these down, people. I think they come by because I recognized one of the numbers that they sent me from Wyoming. 888-319-0225. Now, remember when they said, oh, we'll get you the supervisor. All they were doing was changing locations, okay? All right. Uh, The Google Supply... Phone number on LifeLock was 800-543-3562, which is what I had. Then I noticed that I've got one in there from Wyoming at 1-800-543-3562. They used that on a scam that they run or tried to run against me on Messenger Plus a few years ago. But I, I spent so much time on that. I actually remembered the phone number for whatever reason. I have no idea. Uh, But any time you receive a notification from LifeLock, it says, hey, we've noticed information on the dark web, which indicates that uh, maybe they're trying to steal your identification. It'll get you concerned. I mean, it did me. It did anybody else that has this. But you've got to remember they have hacked. And according to the website that I went to on Norton's Hack, they had a lot of information that was compromised. Now, I vaguely remember somebody mentioning something about LifeLock. Norton LifeLock was, or Norton was hacked uh, a while back, but I only heard it like one shot. So I didn't really pay any attention to it. But Norton LifeLock is at 60 East Rio Salado, S-A-L-A-D-O, Parkway, Suite 1000, 
in Tempe, Arizona, 85 to 81. So after this little excursion and after I had my my final conversation with them, uh, I called my IT guy and Josh Simpson told me, yes, they have put some scams out there that are so believable. He said, never respond to the one scam or the email that they sent you. Go to the website, find them, and you and call that number if they got a number, or or message them, uh, uh, text them, or email them, and find out what's going on. That's about the only way you can get out of this. I mean, that you can do. And he asked me, he said, "Did you give them any pertinent information?" I said, "No, I didn't give them any pertinent information. I get get managed to give them a piece of my mind." And he said, they don't care. They'll call you back. You'll probably get three or four more phone calls from them. Sure enough, I got three more phone calls that I didn't even answer. And then it quietened down. I figured another day, like they did on the other scam, they'll call me up and they'll try it again. But if you've got LifeLock, and a lot of us do, because we don't want our, we don't want our nothing stolen, they have got a system that's almost believable. So when you get this stuff, just beware that you have been told by a guy that they tried to pull it on for the last three days of this week, and it come to a head yesterday. And they didn't get me. Uh, I want to wish you all the luck in the world. The scams are over a billion dollars, and it's not just seniors. It is everyone. So you just be super careful on it. Now, I've brought you some scams that uh, AARP put out, and they're good at listing all these scams. Nobody has come up with a procedure to offset these scams yet. Uh, Like I said, this when you get it from the guy that's supposed to be protecting your identity, you kind of assume that it's good, and then when you go to uh, the phone number, believe it or not, that phone number with this email was LifeLock's phone number, verified by my phone number. Then I called Google to see, make sure that I had the right number, and they verified it. So that's three verifications on a phone number that I had to LifeLock. And still, when I got up, they give me that, uh, first thing, if you're concerned about your, if you want to review your dark web, push one. And that was a red flag for me. But I thought, well, it's, I mean, it, I'm at the right place. If that's what they've got set up, okay. But I never could get a live person at LifeLock using the phone number that I have to LifeLock in Phoenix. And so now I've got to go in and start researching to find out how do I get to LifeLock Norton now. But I'm on to LifeLock Norton email or website, and then I am going to email them to see if I can find out what's going on. But this stuff is still going, but I wanted to put it out there to you because it is hot and heavy and it is so believable. Right up until the time they said you need two $200 gift cards, and I said, uh-uh, no. And then in the same sentence, he said, and we need to, uh, your debit card number so we can verify it to make sure. Okay? That's what they tried to pull on me. 
So just beware. Check your records. Check your your bank statements when you get them in. See if you got any weird stuff there that you haven't gone to. As seniors, we do have a tendency to just do a lot of stuff, and the older we are, we kind of take things at face value, like, okay, well, they're honest. No, they're not. You have to assume now that you're dealing with everything crooked. Anytime they can go after the place that you actually pay premium price on to make sure that you're protected, when they can be hacked, when the uh, uh, airlines can be hacked, when the uh, national security can be hacked, people, anything goes. And so I said, you know, I guess I'm going to have to go with I'm not answering nothing. If it's that important, you can call me on my cell phone. Or, But you got to watch that, too, because they're all over your cell phone now. Oh, well, you can call my home phone. Uh, no, they've got that one, too. The information on you out there is absolutely completely full. If you don't believe it, go ahead and Google your name and find out what comes up. You'd be surprised. As far as Social Security number, it's no longer safe. It's no longer safe. My IT guy said, Jerry, I can I can take your name, and in probably three minutes, I can give you your Social Security number. He said, nothing is safe. You have to do everything you possibly can. And that's one reason that I don't pay anything online. I know. I know. My wife pays everything online, and it's just fine for her, except she gets her uh, debit card hacked, uh, people shopping in France. People shopping in Las Vegas. She's had her cards hacked more than I have on my American Express. And that's been hacked six times. And with that, the difference is when you're waiting on a credit card from a bank, uh, it takes about 10 days. When you wait on a credit card for American Express, it's less than 24 hours. And it's at whatever address you give them that you wanted that card delivered to. And it will show up. And uh, so it's just a lot of aggravation, but it's quite frustrating. And uh, this is the reason I didn't bring it up on the first hour. It's too frustrating. And I had to wind down a little bit so that I could be civil when I presented it to you because I am not mad at my listening audience. But I want you to know this. I want you to know it's real. I want you to know it's a billion dollar for 2022. And you have to watch everything now. You know, so if you get a call from, I mean, even on Facebook, they've got postings on Facebook that said I've posted them and I did not. That's on Facebook. And they're not derogatory postings, but it's something that I didn't do. And then when I started calling my buddies to ask them if they had this same problem, oh, yeah, every now and then you'll, it'll pop up. It's got my name where I posted this. And, uh, you know, and then you'll go to it. And if you know Jerry Simmons, and it's Jerry Simmons's post. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I, I really like this article that he uh, put out there. And then you tap that article, and then they know who you are, and then it starts. I could not believe how many solicitations I got in December for everything in the country. I mean, I was getting five. Average of about four to five every day in the month of December. And I'm going, how did these people get my address? When they say Norton was hacked, 
December the 3rd. I'm going, hmm. So anyway, just be careful. It is real. It is very expensive if they get it and get away with it. $3 billion is a lot of, I mean, a billion for 2022 is a lot. Now, remember, oh, it says over a billion dollars stolen fraud from fraud scams in 2022. That's not 21. That's not 19. So this is very real. And for the ones of you that are paying attention, if you can go in and you can hack the airlines, that's the reason it's got me scared to death to go on an airplane. If they can hack the airlines and national security, the Pentagon, IRS, they can hack you. And the only thing you can do is not respond. But who in the world, how do you get to the point to where you know it's safe and you don't know? So you're going to have to get somebody that's a heck of a lot smarter than I am. And in fact, it worked over my IT guy. He was telling me about one that he got two weeks ago, and they had him right up to the last second. And he said, that's how good they are now. So heads up. That's that. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Um, I did have one more. I thought an address. I'm going to have to scan it back real quick. Mm. Nope. The address that I got was the one out of out of Phoenix, Norton LifeLock, on the Norton LifeLock's address in Phoenix is 60 East Rio Salido, S-A-L-A-D-O, Parkway Suite 1000 in Tempe, Arizona. The same thing that it was six years ago. So hopefully that thing is right. But if you're if you've got a LifeLock Norton account, uh, you may want to see if you can get a hold of them and ask them what's going on with the scams and what they have showed up, and be safe. Because normally, if you have a life and uh, uh, if you're that concerned about your assets and to buy one of their executive LifeLock coverages, uh, you need to. You know, you need to rethink it just a little bit. Not, not the fact. I don't think I don't know of any other place, but uh, you need to uh, do the same thing. I'm going to do on Monday. I'm going to follow through on this, and I'm going to make some phone calls, and I'm going to come up with a live body. I'm not going to talk to no daggone computers. It's going to be a live body, or I'll email the corporate CEO, and that's probably what I'll wind up doing. So that's. The story. Now, I was talking when I called in on the phone this morning to register for the show, um, and hopefully still on the phone. The uh, the one that has is uh, all the crap that goes through his grandparents and all of this. The grandparent scam that has been around forever about your grandson is in jail and needs money, blah, blah, blah. That thing is actually still working. I don't know what happened to the grandparents. Somebody's not paying attention. That scam is still running out there about somebody being in jail and you've got to send a money order to this place and they're, you know, they know that much about your family. So just be careful with all this garbage. All right. Uh, Jim, do you have anything on that? Oh, it's crazy, Jerry. I get them every single day of the week. 
I'll tell you the weirdest one I ever had, and this is going to knock your socks off. I had a bank one time deposit $520 into my account saying that that was a reimbursement for for a closing cost on a loan for a house that I bought that was in Washington State. And when I called them up, I said, hey, you guys sent me a bunch of money. Oh, yeah, you need to sign all these documents for, for a house. I said, sorry, you got the wrong guy, but I'll keep your $520. <laughs> They're like, no, 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 so you need to send that back to us. I said, no, 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 thanks for the $520. I had to go change my bank account, <laughs> but... But it was such a weird scam that they were trying to, you know, they're like, oh, this is the refund for the house. Send us the, the closing documents, so, you know, to try and do a title fraud. And I'm like, well, I'll keep your $500. I talked to the bank manager, all these people, and they're like, oh, we didn't do that. And I sent them the copy of the of the wire transfer. How did it come from you? Oh, it couldn't have came from us. This is what my bank has, and that's from you. And the weirdest one I've ever seen in my life. So they will go to no end. I mean, you know, what if I spent five hundred dollars to get a you know a house for two hundred thousand a two hundred thousand dollar house, right? So it, mm-hmm. it's the craziest things on the planet. I did get five hundred dollars. There out is. <laughs> the There's a service had... out there now. There's a service out there right now. It's called uh, the Titles Title Lock uh, Mortgage Protection. And it's another one that's like LifeLock, except they'll tell you LifeLock doesn't cover that end of it. And it's where people will steal your real estate. You've got a home that's paid for. They find out by checking all the records your home is paid for, and they'll go out and they'll uh, try to get a, get their hands on this. They'll get fraud documents and send it in, and then first thing you know, five years, six years down the road, Somebody else owns your home. You don't even own it anymore. And um, but it's and there's a thing that's called title lock. And I talked to those people for about an hour, and they explained everything to it. Um, and so I put that on my home, and they do a check to make sure when I did it that my home is still under my name. But he, that is one of the fastest growing frauds going right now according to them, because they can steal your home with just a few pieces of paper. And so, you know, that's something that you may, for the homeowners that are sitting there and we're semi-retired or retired and we have our home paid for, that's something that you may want to look into. And you can call them online, give them your address, and they'll tell you if your home still belongs to you. And it's TitleLock.com. And you can get into them and find out. And this is, that's another peace of mind type thing. Because you're sitting there and you're getting on up in age and you've got everything protected to the best of your ability. And then some creep out there, some thug has decided that, oh yeah, we can steal his house. They're doing it. So you don't have to believe me. You can call and find out because fraud a billion dollars of fraud in one year is massive. Most of us don't even know how many zeros there are in a billion dollars. And a billion seconds ago, I think Christ was alive. Uh, so, you know, it's 
you need to follow this up, and it's for your own protection, and it's the information that I know as a consumer as, as a, and as a senior citizen. This stuff is getting worse. It's not getting better. It's getting worse. And you have to do everything that you can think of to cover yourself as much as you possibly can without being fraud while you're trying to get the coverage to cover it. So good luck. That's all I have to say about this. Anybody out there want to chime in at 520-719-1490 and share your little experiences because a lot of people haven't been scammed yet. They haven't had that privilege. There's not too many out there that haven't. But uh, any scams that you run across that you say, oh, no, oh, no, hey, I know senior citizens that were getting ready to write a check because they know that their grandson had went into Mexico. How in the world the scammers knew that? I have no idea unless you posted it on your Facebook or something like that. Oh, I'm going to Mexico on vacation. And then they do their research. They come up, oh, yeah, well, they got a grandson who's in Mexico now. We can probably get him. That lady was getting ready to write a check for $1,500 or buy money order for $1,500 and send it down. Okay? That's how bad this stuff is. So, anyway, I'm done with that. You got anything you want to add, Jim? Or anybody uh, out there wants to call in and share this story? This is a public service type thing. This is from Simmons. ESPN has nothing to do with this. And, yes, it's a little bit away from the cars, but uh, if you keep your money, you can maintain your vehicles better. That's the way I look at it. That's the only reason I'm bringing it to you because I can tie it to automobiles because it's tied to your bill pole, and you're going to need that son of a gun when you go in to have your car repaired. Nothing is cheap anymore on auto repair. Nothing is cheap anywhere anymore. Okay, I'm done. I'm done on that. If you get the phone call that says they're going to shut your power off, just hang up on them. Because TEP doesn't call. How about IRS? IRS. They all send notices. They actually send paper notices. They don't send. They don't make phone calls. So they get a phone call uh, from Social Security. Elderly people get a phone call from Social Security. And they go in and they come up with this big spiel about there's a problem with your Social Security. And people say, oh, my gosh, you know, this is money that I depend on coming in. And that's how they get you on that. You wind up giving them all your 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 numbers, your bank accounts and everything so that they can correct it. You've got a raise coming from Social Security and uh, we're having a problem getting it in direct deposit to your bank. What is your bank account number? I mean, it is never ending and almost to the point of unbelievable. But it's crazy. that new scam from LifeLock, like they got me. So heads up, people, it's real. All right. If you want to chime in on a LifeLock or a <coughs> fraud experience that you can keep it, you know, fairly short, uh, 520-719-1490. Don't be embarrassed if you were scammed and actually fell for it. You know, hey, I remember a long time ago where they were selling all these uh, vitamins and stuff that was coming out of Las Vegas and Florida. There's scams coming in from all over the country and always have been. But And then funerals. Oh, my gosh. Every, every imaginable thing. Uh, donations to... Uh, 
people that have a hurricane go through or a tornado go through. And then you have all these pop-up sites that says, okay, this is this will relieve hurricane relief or blah, blah, blah. People, if you can walk down to uh, Red Cross here in Tucson and donate, fine. If you can't walk down to Red Cross in Tucson and donate, don't donate. And that's a broad statement, and it's going to light up a lot of people. There are places that you can donate, but you have to definitely call a Better Business Bureau and see if these people are legitimate, see if they have any information on them. That's one quick call you can make. It'll save you a lot of aggravation. But I'm to the point where if I don't have a buddy in that organization like uh, Bicycles for Tots or the uh, Jesse Lugo pulls off, I don't donate. I have, you know, I've got, I, I like the wounded warriors, but I, I know where they're at. I know what they do. That's fine. That's with veterans, and I don't mind helping them. But all of these others that come in during Christmas month, December, I can't even imagine where they got all of this, this these, how did they get my name? I mean, there's people I've never even heard of. There's organizations I've never even heard of. And all of a sudden, they're just coming in. But it ties into right after 12-3. Now, how did this information get out? They get these phone numbers. They sell it. They sell your phone numbers. They sell your information. And that's how people come up with this crap. But it's not going to go away. I'm very confident that it's not going to go away. But I just want you to pay attention. I'm sure we're going to pay attention a lot more than, I mean, I thought I was on top of it. I was until they got this uh, email from LifeLock. And then phone numbers all matched up, and they still like to got me. They, they, they you know, it, it is what it is. So change your passwords, check your passwords, make sure everything is like it's supposed to be. Uh, you know, if you if you question your bank account or your savings account and stuff like that, talk to the bank and find out who's responsible. How are you going to protect my account? These are realistic questions that you can ask without being embarrassed. Like, okay, well, how are you going to protect my, oh, don't you trust a bank? I don't trust nothing. I don't trust federal government. don't trust IRS. I don't trust nothing out there right now because any of it is subject to hack. They've already proved it. So I'll just leave it alone, you know. And one guy told me, said, I think I'm just going to start putting my money in a floor safe at the house, and uh, then I'll just take it out as I need it, and I'll go cash everything. Well, they're trying to do away with cash on a lot of stuff, too. People are getting to the point where they're no longer taking cash because it's cheaper on the store to actually put in these automated machines. They even cited Walmart that you can go into Walmart, you can put it, you can do your own checkout and stuff like this. That's the reason you got a guy at your door checking to make sure that everything you got in your basket matches the ticket that you checked out with because Walmart's theft is up too because of these things. A cashier is faster than a credit card as far as processing it, um, as far as doing the checkouts. But, I mean, when you only got one cashier at Walmart and you've got all this big line. But um, I figured that out. You know, when they say, do you need help? I said, no, I don't need help. How long are you working today? And they just kind of smile. And I said, yeah, I need help if you don't want me around here for about two hours. And then they check out mine in the um, 
self-checkout. So this is something that you can do too. Don't be embarrassed to ask the questions. You, it's your money, it's your life, and they can clean you out. Uh, they cited one lady in here that uh, in this article that I was reviewing, and she lost uh, two hundred thousand. I don't understand how you can lose two hundred thousand. The article didn't go in. Well, they probably did. I just didn't catch it. But two hundred thousand bucks, one person retired, got everything she had left. So it is real. I highly recommend that you do diligence, that you check it out. If you don't like the way it reads, you know, I can I can bring on a fraud specialist on the radio. And I think that's almost what I need to do, but I, you know, it's an automotive show and but if I thought it would do you good, uh AARP does have a lot of information on frauds and the type of scams that's out there, but you got to get the the booklet and then that's what, that's the only thing I read in there. And uh, it does give you some information to try to educate you and let you know the types of scams that's out there. And I can tell you from what I have seen at my ripe age and been following this stuff, there is nothing out there that I've seen that can't be scammed, right down to that dead burn. You get that phone call on your warranty on a car you haven't owned for 12 years. I mean, everything, and they've even got smarter about that. They won't tell you what car that they're calling on. And then you say, well, what car is it? Uh, well, uh, what cars do you have? No, you call me. What car do I have that the warranty's expired on it? That's how you handle those, and then you hang up on them after you give them a piece of your mind. And uh, they don't care, though. You can scream at them. You can holler at them. You can blow the horns at them. You can do anything you want to. The horns do work pretty good, I understand, because they're wearing headsets normally when they make these calls. And if you use a horn, uh, you can pretty much eliminate their hearing for a while uh, by blowing that horn. And so there's a lot of older people that are sitting by the phone that do have the horn ready. And they find it fun to do that. I like Jim's method. When they call him, first thing he asks them, especially if they have that Indian accent, is, uh, what's the weather like there? Oh, my God. I thought I would die when he said that. And that's Jim Mooney. <laughs> I just want to be friendly. So we I all get him. I, I know you're just trying to be friendly and keep them talking right. because as long as they're talking to you, they're not scamming somebody else, huh? That's right. That's right. And you know, if you call in, folks, and tell us you got, if, if you call in this morning and tell us you got scammed at the gas pump, well, welcome to the world today because <laughs> we all got scammed at the gas pump. Uh, the gas pump that I use, uh, they had a article that come out in the news and said it was hit. And people must think I'm crazy when I go up there. About the only safe way that you can buy gas at a station now is you go in, you take, you know, a $100 bill, and you hand it to them and say, I'm going to fill this thing up because you'll probably get your change back or they'll cut the pump off at $100. Or you can go in and pay with a debit card inside and but anything else is open to uh, 
I, I check everything. I check. I, if I've got a new one, a, a new card slot out there, I check it to make sure it's not loose. I look at it, make sure it looks like the others. Of course, they do. They look almost identical. So, But I haven't been hit on that one yet. But I'm probably the only one that hasn't been hit on it because they're still alive, still well. They're still working. These corporations are trying to do different things to change the way it's actually handled. But cash, if you walk in, pay cash. You walk into the counter and you pay with a debit card. But the thing with a debit card, you don't know how much cash you're going to pump. And if you leave your debit card unattended, you don't know what the people behind the counter are going to do with it. You don't know what somebody walking by might do with it that sees a card laying there and wants to write it down. So, you know, just beware. You have to pay attention all time. It can't be a part-time thing if you plan on keeping your money. They'll figure out a way to get it from you. And I'm, I look at it this way. You know, you pay enough to the government. And the government... Where are they at with all of this? I mean, you never hear them. I would say, well, you know, we put in a law. Who gives a crap about the law if you're not going to enforce it? Who gives a crap about the law if you have somebody steal all your money and nobody goes after it? I mean, where's the help on this? And, you know, it's just call the Better Business Bureau if you don't know what it is. If you've got a fraud or something come across, call it and report it to Better Business Bureau. That's exactly what I plan on doing Monday. And I'm going to tell them, give them the whole information, and I'm going to give them phone numbers. I'm going to give them all of this stuff. Are they going to be able to do anything about it? No. I'm absolutely convinced that they can't do anything about it except, oh, yeah, well, we had this. Oh, okay, so did I. So... That that's absolutely all I got to say about fraud this morning. Let's move on with the show, Jim. Now that we're about all out right. of time, I got to get the advertisers in too. So, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna run down the list of advertisers that we have. Recommend these people have been checked out. They are honest, so I don't have to worry about them. Uh, Spectre Minor Road Auto Collision probably won't send you a scam. Uh, 520-744-4454-4425 West Einer Road, Spectrum Auto, for anything you need with body repairs, paints, any of that stuff. Crash, get it fixed, anything. All you need is an insurance claim number. Tell them what it is. They'll handle the rest of the stuff and deal directly with your insurance company. Um, Merrill's Auto, 15 West Ajo, 520-807-4010. It's a machine shop. On, they're open on Saturdays, and they do rotors and drums and flywheels. They open during the week, too. And uh, the time frame is 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Saturdays. They'll turn rotors for you for do-it-yourselfers, drums, and flywheels. Of course, we've got my buddy Frontier Towing. That number you need to write down, 520-748-1100. And they're open all time. And you still have a li- you still have a live person on the phones when you call, right? All the time, every day, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah. Always somebody there to answer. The phone. All right. If they answer so, the phone, and that's the I need to hear about it. Yep. Uh, they <laughs> they haul everything right down to rhinos at the at the uh, park zoo. So anything, for all your towing needs, 
just you save yourself some aggravation. Dial 520-748-1100. They're open all the time, and they have a live person on the end, so you don't have to talk to a um, computer. LensAutoBrokerage.com. LensAutoBrokerage.com. DesertRV.com. And if you want to kick a tire, go to 2101 North Stone Avenue on the cars. Desert RVs, different location. Check it out. DesertRV.com. Both websites are very friendly. Then we got my buddy from Automotive Specialist AZ.com. Automotive Specialist AZ.com. That is Automotive Specialist, Mr. Test First on Guess. 3611 West Einer Road. Phone numbers are 520-572-1734. That's the business. Brian's personal sale is 520-237-3852. 237-3852 on Brian's sale number with a 520 prefix. And for the business is 572-1734 with a prefix of 520. That's for his business. And then we've got Merle's. we got Merle's, the big store. They've got five locations in Tucson. I mean, ten locations in Tucson. And they have them scattered out around the state. Sierra Vista, Marinci, Globe, Casa Grande, and Green Valley. Uh, daily runs to the big Tucson Wirehouse. They're the real deal. they got foreign, domestic, 18-wheeler parts. And what they don't have, they can help you locate. So if you can point and grunt, they'll pull up a computer screen and help you locate the part that you need. And if there's any related parts that may go with the part that you're putting on, they will recommend that. And by the way, have you do you have this or you may need this while you're doing the job? So Merle's Auto Parts. Parker Automotive. Parker Auto, ParkerAutoAZ.com, 520-323-1960. They're located at 5101 East Speedway. If you're more than welcome to go in and check them out. They have, it's a full-service auto repair center. It's just like Brian Fuller. It's just like Simmons 4 before. We're the big guys. We don't just specialize in AC. We can do AC. We can do any mechanical services and repairs and anything you need. And that's Parker Automotive. And I am up to date on it for the people that sponsoring this show, and I really appreciate them bringing the show to you, right along with Jim Mooney, who's on the show today. Um, all right, now we got about, uh, looks like about, 10 minutes, 12 minutes, 14 minutes, something like that. What would you like to go with now? We've covered tires. We've covered the diesel fuel, uh, diesel depth. We've covered all of that. Uh, as far as you got a diesel that needs to be cleaned out, you need to run an additive. Automobiles the same way. You need to run an additive. Don't overrun an additive because you're going to wind up with the wrong mixture of fuel inside your unit. Read the can. Read the can. Read the bottle. Follow the instructions. If you have an automobile, an internally combustion automobile, you are going to get carbon buildup. 
I don't care what kind of fuel delivery system is on there. I don't care. It is still going to be there. It's a byproduct. It's a byproduct that goes into the cylinders and mixes with the heat and becomes starts getting. It goes from soft carbon to hard carbon. Hard carbon is a lot harder to get off than soft carbon. Use the treatment, the gasoline treatment on a regular basis that is designed to help control hard carbons. And that will put it off a long time. In the event you haven't done it for 100,000 miles, you may want to go in and have a motor vac system. It's a system. It's a motor vac. It's a, we have a machine, Parker Automotive Specialist. We can do a motor vac. We hook a machine to it. We filter the lines. We clean the, the lines separately. And then after we get all the lines flushed out, then we can go ahead and start the engine up, and it runs a super concentrated cleaner through your fuel system to get to clean the injectors, clean the soft carbons off. For the ones that we can get to the uh, to the back of the valves, the motor vac by itself will clean that back of the valves off too. If it's direct injected, then we have to have to float the uh, system. And to get the stuff back into the back and get the cleaner back into the back of the valves in order to clean them out. So that's just part of that process. But if you've got a car that's running and you've got 30,000, 40,000 miles on it, then you're already past due for your first motor vac or your complete fuel system cleaning. The motor vac works better than a can that's put on a little line that goes through a vacuum hose that goes inside. We've proved it. Ryan Fuller's proved it. Uh, we sit there and we can tell by the fuel trim levels after you do the motor vac versus the little can. The little can is a feel-good thing. You put it in, you hope it works because it feels good. Motor vac, you can prove that it actually worked. And motor vac systems have been around. It started in Mexico because that's where the hardest concentrations of contaminated fuel was. And then it migrated up to Tucson about probably 20, 25 years ago. And a buddy of mine, he bought the machine. We did uh, cars from his place, cars from my place, to give that thing a test. After 77 vehicles went through and with no issues at all, it was one of the best darn things we'd ever done to a car. So that's the motor vac system and you hook a machine to it takes about two and a half hours and but when you get it back your vacuum in your engine is up to about 20 21 instead of 16 or 14 and the system is designed to run at 2021 fuel economy gets to be better uh the runnability is better it cleans the spark plugs the threads on the spark plugs that's actually protruding through the head into the block It'll cut the carbon off the back of those threads on the spark plugs. It's just immeasurable. On the ones with the aluminum heads and the um, metal spark plugs, like the Fords, um, we even have to we do a motor vac before we can do the spark plugs because you stand a chance on stripping the spark plug or cylinder head out when you pull the spark plug out because they seize. And it's because of the carbon that's on the thread below the cylinder head that's been exposed to the cylinder. And that stuff builds up since it's the hottest right there. 
then it goes ahead and puts hard carbons on those uh, threads. So when you do a motor vac, you clean them all. Your chances of bringing it out without having uh, ripping it out, of course, you don't use an air impact to pull out a spark plug anyway, but just to get it to break loose and come through without ripping it out, uh, we've had better luck with doing this motor vac first, then pull the spark plugs. So anytime you go in to have a spark plug changed and the technician or the service manager, service writer tells you uh, there is a chance that your uh, threads will come out of the inside of your heads on these aluminum heads with a metal spark plug. And we can't be responsible for that. And that's a hard nut to swallow. But in the event you do pull the threads out of them, you can put another thread back in them, and they work just fine. Originally, Ford said that you had to pull the heads and change the heads. Then we said, why can't you just use a, a thread, you know, put different threads in it, like we used to own race cars when we were building heads and would strip out a head or something. And now they have a kit for that that you can buy from Ford, and you can put it in your cylinder heads. All right, what do you got, Jim? Um, yeah, if you uh, try to pull the spark plugs of a Ford uh, Triton, 5.4 Triton, and they don't clean them off, then they got 75,000-plus miles. The likelihood of you taking the threads off are, well, 100%. And <laughs> then they're done that. Well, first off, if you're not, you're going to, if if you don't if you don't pay a little attention you're gonna break the you're gonna break the spark plug off because it's you're gonna be it's so tight because you can't get it loose right because the carbon is right. right up against the thread so you cannot get it loose to start with so you're you're working on it and of course it's that number eight plug in the back of the F one fifty where that you can barely reach you had to take the vehicle computer out to reach reach back in there to get to it and you're laying over you know you're trying to lay over the side of the fender and uh, not spill your brake fluid at the same time, and you're laying on that sucker, and if you don't break it off, because that's a whole nother problem, if you don't break this plug off to start with, uh, the likelihood of you stripping it out is pretty high. And I know, because I've done it. And uh, you can work it back and forth. You know, you can tighten it. You can loosen it. You can you can spray WD-40 or, or some type of, you know, brake free on it. But the problem is you can't get to the carbon below on the on the threads of the spark plug. Now I never understood why the plug has to be so long, but apparently you got to get it all the way down in there. So I remember when old spark plugs used to only have you know what three eighths of an inch of threads, Jerry, half an inch of threads. You know you you put them in there, yeah, they three stuck through the three inches, you stuck them through that yeah. they were just right in the chamber, and that and that was it. You never mm-hmm. got any carbon on. But no, today they're two inches long and. Like maybe because because the head it's a hemi head and you got to stick it all the way down in the bottom. I don't know, but rest assured that that carbon builds on those threads and it will not come out. And you can try you can try all you want, but it is harder like a diamond. It's like a diamond. It's harder to, like a diamond than the head the aluminum head that you have. If you had an iron head, it probably would come out okay because it would probably break it off. I think you damage the threads anyways. But that that carbon buildup on those on those uh, spark plugs is really really tough to challenge. Now, like Jerry said, you do the motor vac because I had to do it. You do the motor vac, you, you you flush it out, 
it cleans the threads off. And the one I did, actually, we had to do twice. Um, and then all of a sudden, they come right mm-hmm. out. Um, significantly easier. That being said, you, the repair kit to do the head, you know, is drill out, drill out. And by the way, have your shop back ready because you know you gotta you gotta drill the head with the tool to make sure you gotta drill the hole straight and suck the suck mm-hmm. the fire, the drillings out of your head out of your cylinder. Now um, you yep. gotta. You got you got to get in there with the tool, line it up, thread the head, and then put the helicoil in it. Okay, so the new thread insert. You got to put that in there, and yep. you got to Loctite it because what happens is the next time you go to pull it out, because you didn't do the the uh, you didn't do the motor vac. What happens is well you you're, you go to take out your spark plug, and it won't it locks up against your thread lock your your new helicoil, and then it just takes the helicoil right back out for you. And so now you have, you a, now have, you have a spark in. plug, yeah. Because you got the you got the head the the spark plug with the helical insert, the helical insert stuck on it, which either man now you mm-hmm. have to go get a new helical insert and reinstall it, or try and figure out how to get it off your spark plug, because they got two carbons and they got stuck on there. So that's a that right. that little challenge is is a tough is a tough road to hoe. Now your other option is we'll trade it in at seventy five thousand. I wouldn't recommend that, considering that one new truck costs you a whole lot more, more money. Um, when you know a simple motor vac, um, which what's it take, Jerry, an hour and a half or two hours to do the motor vac? Not that it's long. The process time is about two and a half hours. Two, two and a half hours to save you a whole bunch of money and headache. It really is worth it. It really is. I mean, I can't explain it well enough because. Unless and I know people who are like, yeah, 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 whatever. And we'll try it. I just go ahead and try it. It's okay. You after a couple of weeks of you messing around with break breaking all the mm-hmm. stuff, you know, and having to pay to get it fixed again, you'll go, dang, I should have done that one thing. So anyway. Yeah, you don't want to uh, pull about, a head off of these motors. Oh, God no. No, you don't want to pull ahead. You don't want to deal with the. You don't want to deal with the cam phasers. You don't want to deal with the with the complex timing chains. Oh my goodness, you're talking a lot of work then. So, but mm-hmm. I think we're just about out of time, Jerry. I think we're running out of the hour. You you did it again. You, yeah, we got down able, to thirty you, seconds. <laughs> Jim, thanks for being on with me this morning. The information I hope well, thank people you, get it. Uh, and uh, for all of you out there, watch that computer fraud, man. It'll get in your billfold faster than an automobile. So just be careful. Uh, until next week, drive safe. It's Super Safe Saturday. And we will talk to you next weekend. Have a good week. Bye-bye.